All right, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS This Is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 272. And this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash PS This Is Awesome. And if you want to make fun of Trophyless on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at Anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at Jakesaw01. And as always, you can write us at PSThisIsAwesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share our show with your friends. Make sure you leave comments, rate the podcast as you see fit. If you guys watch on YouTube, hop on over and, and find your favorite podcast platform and just give us a, a, a little like, a little little blurb. Hey, th- these guys are awesome. Give us something like that to help us out. Uh, and uh, as a reminder, we we do have the YouTube podcast. We do this as a video podcast as well. I think back in the day they might have called these vlogs. I'm not sure if that would be appropriate for this, but this is a weekly YouTube podcast as well so and if you're new or if you've been around for a while you might already know but if you don't know we have a patreon you can support our show for one dollar a month it is the one and only one dollar club you can join it and you can do so by going to patreon.com slash ps this is awesome and you can become a one dollar patron and in return we'll mail you one of these fancy ps this is awesome vinyl die cut stickers and we will give you a shout out on our podcast and most times not all times but most times you will get the episode a day or two early this episode airs for everybody else monday at uh the break of the break of the day so 12 12 a.m monday so that is how it works otherwise you can get it earlier so with that out of the way jake how are you today uh fine the uh, weather is changing dramatically here. Seems like more so than usual this year, which is kind of weird. Mm. Um, but uh, it was really hot and sunny here all weekend. And then starting tonight, it's going to... So it was like 80 degrees today. Then uh, tomorrow, it's supposed to be 50 Tuesday, it's supposed to be 45. Yep. Wednesday, it's supposed to be 75. Yeah. So, and then next weekend, it's supposed to be 50 again. And a chance of snow, so, a 30% chance of snow this week coming up. Yeah, but it's going to be, if it snows, it's going to be like, oh, you can see it in the air, but it's not going to touch the ground. <laughs> yeah, so, so does it really count? Yeah. In California, it would. Yeah. But uh, it's just killing me I, I don't know if it's the weather or not but i've been fighting this sinus thing for like three weeks mm. and uh yeah i might have to get it looked at but other than that i'm doing fine how about yourself yeah i'm doing all right i'm uh it's just like there's just not enough time on a in a weekend you know and, and when i say it would be great to go to a four-day work week I don't mean that I don't want to work five days a week. I just mean like I want another day where I don't have to go to work so that I can uh, – I mean can we make the week eight days long and give us make up a new day for the weekend? You know, that would be an innovative way of keeping a five-day work week and then letting – giving giving people a little extra time to do the things that they need to do over the weekend. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I got a lot of gaming in. 
this weekend. You and I, we had a concert last night up in Erie. That was such a nice time, really. That was a good time. I'm not sure how we sounded. Did you see any video at all from our performance? Because I didn't see any. No. I Based on the other bands, I'm sure it sounded good. It sounded weird on stage just because we didn't have really a lot of time to get all of the monitors sorted out. Yeah, the sound check, yeah. Um, like, like literally the only thing in my monitor <clears throat> was Sarah. There was no um, me, no you, no vocals, no Troy, no drums, no nothing. Yeah, it was a um, bad mix on and stage. And I didn't, I could hear you, but I think, I didn't, I didn't realize until three quarters of the way through the set why you were so quiet is because I was hearing you out of your monitor, not mm. mine. Yeah. And mm. otherwise I would have said something because the, the guy that runs it is super good. He would have fixed it. Yeah. Us, but it was just, we were kind of rushed. Um, but overall, I think it went pretty well. I just wonder how, yeah, I had a hard time even hearing myself. And when Sarah and I had to harmonize, <laughs> I couldn't hear her voice at all. And I was like, I, I don't know if I need to shift a little bit higher or lower to get the harmony right. So, I was just going on muscle memory, and then the fact that I couldn't tell where my voice was because my, you know, I I, I had so much of Troy coming at me because he he's stage right. Um, I had so much of Troy just blasting on me, and Nate right behind me. I couldn't really hear my voice, and I'm sure you could because you probably just got my mo- my my acoustic in my voice from my monitor coming out to you, but I had all of you, all of Troy. And none of none of Sarah, which is hilarious, and all of Nate. Dude, it was a really weird mix. And, and we should be better about speaking up about that stuff. But I had a fun time, man. I had a nice time. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I, I love uh, the dudes in This American Song. They're great dudes. Um, they're really creative, you know, and uh, they're really good at what they do. What they do isn't necessarily my wheelhouse, though, right? So, like... We don't usually play shows with those guys, and we don't usually uh, play shows. like the, the bands before us were really, really talented and really good as well. Um, all kind of the same genre, but all very much different. Uh, it was a fun show, though, because it wasn't at a bar, and it was at a, it was an actual venue, uh, the P- Performing Arts Center um, in Erie. It's uh, PACA is what it stands for. And, uh, yeah, it was a really good time, man. And I just wish that I knew what it sounded like out there because anyone who plays music yeah. knows that how things sound on stage tells you nothing of how, of how things sound to the audience. And uh, yeah. we didn't dial in our stage sound super well. So part of me is left like, is the reason that no one recorded video of us performing that it didn't sound great? And I saw a lot of posts were like, oh man, they're bringing the energy uh, oh, you know, and like Fred Oakman and the Flood, but it's just pictures. And I'm like, did it sound bad? I know the people right up front were like plugging their ears. Like they, I think that was more so Troy, Troy's like distorted guitar, like right in their face. But, um, well, I mean, some of the other bands were like, other than the first band, pretty much everybody was loud. Yeah. It was, it was a little that loud. room. It was good. Well, I mean, I, I don't really have a problem with that, yeah. but I can understand some people might not enjoy it. Yeah, but it was our friends, This American Songs, a double release show. They released like a cassette tape, and then I don't know why people do that. Um, I think it's awesome, but like, I don't think we would be able to sell a single cassette tape if we released our stuff on cassette. I don't even think, I mean, it's kind of cool to do, but and it was probably pretty affordable. And then they released, I think, a record as well. So 
Um, I stuck around to catch their whole set. I know you guys dipped out a little early. Uh, I didn't get back until like one twenty in the morning. And then Nate caught a ride home with Troy because Troy left early. Nate was going to come home with me. Um, we were originally going to play second. At least we thought we were playing second. And then it turned out we were playing second to last. And, uh, you know, Nate showed up with Alexander and the kid. And, and then they uh, they left because the kid couldn't sit still. And then, you know, Nate was looking for a ride home. And uh, he put all of his shit in my car, which wasn't a lot because he borrowed a lot of drum stuff. And then, like, he was he was just like, yeah, dude, I'm catching a ride with Troy. Are you cool with that? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I have all your shit in my car. And I got home at, like, 1.30, and my garage is full of contracting stuff, like, for the bathroom. So, like, I had to, like, walk around the house and, like, take everything down to the studio, which was annoying. But – I love Nate, so there's no bad blood there. I just thought it was that's just how the cookie crumbled that night. So I was really tired. I slept in this morning. It was one of those sleeps where you wake up, and uh, I don't know if you have these. I have circulation issues and some circulatory issues. My heart issues runs in my family, but uh, I woke up and I couldn't feel my pointer finger on my right hand at all. It was like it didn't exist. Just that finger. So maybe I slept on it, like bent backwards. Or something, but all of my other digits were just fine. So I don't know how something like that happens. And then all I had to do when I realized I couldn't feel it was just hang my arm over because I'm sleep. We're sleeping on couches right now because there's no power upstairs because we have all the power killed. Everything's on the same breaker, so we've been sleeping on separate couches for the last week and a half. So this bathroom's done, so we can put the power on. Um, so like I just hung my hand over the edge of the couch and like. A minute later, I could feel my hand just fine. I'm like, yeah, maybe it was just weird. I don't, I don't know what. Why happened. can't you sleep with the power out? Oh, I gotta have, I gotta have something on when I sleep. I got, I gotta have uh, something. I can't. I'm like one of those people. I can't sleep in complete silence because then my, I can't. I just can't do it. I get freaked out. I get scared of things. My mind starts thinking about the worst possible things, and I get, I seriously, I get freaked out. Not, not of the dark, but of like. Where my I just start thinking when it's complete darkness. I need distractions in my like while I'm trying to sleep. Like I need the TV on. I could fucking sleep in a sensory deprivation tank. Dude, I fuck, fucking love it. Fuck that, zero dude. light, zero sound. That's what I want. No, I need I need it. Mm. And uh, anyways, so that, that's that's been my my life. I just got back. So you got a hold of me and you're like, hey, can you record? Or you're back. You were back. You're ready to record. We're recording this on Sunday, which is usually – we record usually on Saturday and post it for the patrons. Um, the patrons of the show, sorry, um, so they can have it late Saturday night, all day Sunday, and then it goes live on Monday. We're recording this Sunday uh, mainly because Saturday night we had that gig, and then you got a hold of me earlier, and I was like, dude, I just got roped into shit. I didn't get roped into things. I got carried away playing a game. I'll talk about that later this morning. And then I forgot I had to go pick up a couple more um, – pieces of uh, cement board from Home Depot so when they show up tomorrow they're ready to go and we had a tile order that I went and picked up and I'll tell you this is this is when you texted me I was like not in the best mind mind uh, frame of mind because I'm at Home Depot and we ordered these tile inserts for our we're getting our the whole bathtub like the the shower area tile right they have these corner pieces that you just bake right into the tile so like as you're tiling your tub you put these corner pieces in and you set like soap and stuff on or whatever we wanted to have a couple of those so we ordered all of this tile dude it was like 
I don't know, close to like $3,000 worth of tile. Um, so we're doing tons of tile, uh, floor and then all the, the, the surround of the tub, the whole tub. And then the entire room, we're bringing tile up like, like that old look. So here's the, here's the issue is, uh, those pieces, um, were like, I don't know, maybe $18 a piece. We bought three of them. So I don't know what the math is, but anyways, the total eventually was like 50 some bucks. All the tile shows up, but those pieces. And like as you're tiling the tub, you got to hit those in sequence. You got to have them. And they were supposed to be at the store on the 11th, and they weren't. So we gave it a few days, and uh, we're just checking and checking, and it didn't update. And uh, so when I went in to pick up all the other tile today, I uh, I was like, "Hey, wh- where's this order at?" And she's looking at it, and she goes, oh, yeah, that is really weird. It was supposed to be here a while ago. I said, yeah, it's not. And she goes, no, I'll look. She goes, yeah, we don't have it. There's no indication it's ever been delivered. And I'm like, well, the contractors are here this week, so we were supposed to have it the middle of last week, if not earlier. And I was like, can you call the vendor and see if they can overnight us a new shipment because we need it? And uh, we've already paid for it, and it was supposed to be here by a certain time. And she goes, yeah, I'll call them real quick. So she calls them. And then she goes, as soon as they can get it to you guys is the 26th, which is fucking not going to work. And I'm like, they can't overnight it. And she goes, well, in order for that to happen, you'd have to cancel this order. And then we'll give you the refund when it shows up because we can't technically refund you unless we get the product because it came from someone else. And I said, no, that's not going to work. She goes, she goes, you're going to, she goes, you're going to have to reorder it with overnight shipping to get it, to get it tomorrow. Otherwise they can't do it. And I'm like, okay, um, that's no problem. I said, just put it through. And and she goes, well, hold on. Let me talk to them. And then she's like, okay, we can refund you the 50-some dollars for these three pieces, even if we don't have it. And if it comes in, uh, we'll let you know. We got your number. Um, but we're essentially reporting this as lost. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then she gets off of – she puts Lena on hold again. Then she's talking to the vendor. She goes, she goes, well, here's the deal. Uh, when you guys reorder it and you pick overnight shipping, it's going to cost you $143 to ship it overnight. And I go, not going to pay that. Uh, you guys were supposed to have it by last week. And she goes, well, they're, they're not going to pay it because they're saying it's not their fault that it's missing. And um, they they did their – I said, okay, well, just tell them to fuck off. And I was like – I didn't say that, but I was like, just tell them don't worry about it. Um, worst case scenario, we don't get those little pieces on the corners of our showers because it's just fucking ridiculous. So we might just tile it up. So that was my situation. You're like, dude, I'm home. And I'm like, I'm in all kinds of fucking shit right now. I'm so annoyed. Um, it's very annoying uh, because we gave them so much business that they couldn't pay for the shipping on that. Really agitating. Um, it's just like where – what happened to uh, customer appreciation or um, making right the wrong? And, and they're more at fault than we are. I guess they're not. Technically, they're not. No one's at fault. But they're a big company and we just gave them a ton of money. Like they can pay for overnight shipping. They could. They could have met us halfway. But the lady was just like very, very steadfast. Nope. We can't. We're not going to do it. We're not going to pay for that shipping. Okay, then we don't want your stuff. We'll we'll go elsewhere. So I'm going to start looking around, and we're going to see if we can find these pieces that are going to match that we can pump in there. But that's my story for today. And then I had to go to Giant Eagle real quick, and then uh, I'm still showering at my folks' place because we have no run, we have no shower yet. 
So I got to do that still after the podcast tonight um, because I, I'm not going to go over there and wake my parents up at like 5.30 in the morning and get showers at their house. So I got to do them. I got to do my showers at night. It's driving me crazy. I, I can't stand showering at night as opposed to showering in the morning. I'd rather shower every morning and every night. I'm done. Rant over. What do yeah. you think about all that? Anything? And then we'll get on to games. Uh, I mean, that's I, that's kind of what you get for dealing with a big box store. Yeah. But <clears throat> it does suck that they don't. Honestly, I I think it has more to do with probably who you were talking to than the fact that it was Home Depot, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Because, like, I have... I have had experiences with places like that where it's like the person, I don't know if it's just like how they're trained or there's no consequences for them to just say, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, you know, fuck it. It's $100. Who cares? They can go buy something somewhere else. Yeah. And,. If it was honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that you guys had the contractors there, I would have been fine, and I would have returned all three thousand dollars worth of <laughs> tile. I would have returned like literally everything and been like, yeah. "Okay, well, this just cost you guys all this money." Yeah. But I get what kind of a pickle you're in, and it's just you know, frustrating they might too. That's it. Yeah, I either that or I would have just been fine paid it and then just told them that I'll never shop here again and I'll tell everybody I know about this experience so uh, yeah but I mean you could always check like you know there are other places like Lowe's yeah. and there's some other places around but uh, it just sucks that there aren't we're kind of forced to shop at these stores now yeah yeah we are like, it's there's weird. really there's really no other option anymore like sometimes you can get a town that'll have some um, like if you went to Erie, you could find some like tile places that aren't big box like stores. Like a mom and pop but, place, yeah. Yeah, but they're like, they're, they're kind of harder to find. And then, you know, a lot of times they deal exclusively with contractors and stuff. So it can be a challenge of its own. But that said, I mean, probably what you would have been better off doing is just having the contractor build those cubbies into your wall. Well, we as did have them buying. Yeah, these. we do have that. So we we did have oh, them okay. build in a cubby, and it's going to be nice. But I think we, you know, you can never have too much, too many places no. to put shit in a shower. You know whatever, what I mean? you, whatever you think you have, whatever you think you need, you always need more. Always. I mean, we put in our shower has two. Um, 12 by 12 cubbies and there's still not enough room in our shower yeah. for all my shit and all her shit. And so, yeah, anyway, it is what it is. Let's get on to some games, man. Um, what games are we playing? We do this every show. Jake and I talk about the games that we're, we're currently ripping through. Um, uh, they're not always current games. Sometimes they're games from a back catalog. Sometimes they are new. Sometimes we're not playing anything. Um, I'll tell you what I'm playing, though. I posted a video of me beating Frike from Returnal on our YouTube channel. And, uh, man, this game is awesome. It's it's really good. It handles really well. It's so responsive. It's exactly what you'd expect um, 
from Housemark, and uh, man, it, it's it, for as awesome as it is, and for as interesting and rewarding as it feels, it it can be equally annoying for me. Like I love everything about this game, except when I walk into a room. And I'm like, I got this. And then they, then somehow I end up like being swarmed by like bat creatures or whatever. And I'm like, there's no way I can get out of this. Like, I'm just, I'm going to die. And I just spent 25 minutes clearing this entire world area to like get all the cool shit. And now I'm getting swarmed. I'm like, fuck. Because I do value my time. And I get that you can pick up the, the resin or whatever that, that can unlock the thing that you haven't found yet, you know, when you when you respawn. But, man, there is something to be said about how smooth this game is and how good it feels to play. Um, man, so many games get it wrong, and it's so nice that they got all this right. Um, I'm just not 100% sold on, on the loop. You know what I mean? I, I just I, I would have loved this to have been some sort of third person action story. Um, it would have been so fucking cool. And I'm sure there's a story baked in here. I beat Frike. I did get through the end of the second world, and I got to that boss. And I've only faced off against them one time. So my initial impressions of Returnal is that it's a it's a fantastic game. It's a must play for anyone who's interested. Um, Jake, you went through it and beat it. I know I was throwing questions at you about the game here and there. And uh, my my intention is to come back to it. Uh, and I say to come back to it because I didn't think I was going to get pulled away from it because it's so good. I, I was really enjoying it. And I, and I like that, you know, you can just get a, get a playthrough of Eternal in in like a half hour. If, you know, half hour, maybe less if you die quicker, maybe longer if you're doing really well. But like, you're not like, you're not beholden to the game very long on a playthrough of Returnal. Uh, but I, uh, I powered up Final Fantasy VII Remake, and uh, I can't stop thinking about it. Like, it's, it's the game. Like, it's so good. It's like, and I know it's, I was a little in denial. You know, when, everyone, when this game came out, everybody's like, oh, it's fucking great. It's so good. It's awesome. And I'm like, I don't know. I played the demo. And it didn't do a lot for me. Like, I was like, yeah, this is fine. Um, but once you sit with this game and you understand how the combat works, it's genius. It's really great. The way it all, the story, um, the level details, and it's open enough, but like, it's not, it's not, they don't force a ton of shit on you in this game. Um, it, it just feels good. Like, the pacing seems perfect so far. Uh, I'm in chapter eight. So as you said there's 18 chapters. I'm I'm almost ha- halfway through it already. I'm like uh, I can't put it down. Like I'm just playing this game and I, I love it. So I don't think I'm coming back to Returnal until I beat this game because it's the story game and I'm just completely invested in Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I think I have Integrate as well. And I'm, I'll probably do those extra missions and stuff too, man. This game is so good. Um, if any of you guys listening have not played this and it's on your back catalog, um, just do it. Do yourself a favor and play it. Now's the time. It's so good. So good. And, and the Final Fantasy VII uh, Part Two, we're going to start seeing some stuff about that, I think, down the road here as soon as they 
as soon as they get 16 out the door, um, I think we're going to start, you know, I think they're just going to keep pushing this shit. I don't know if we're going to see the game in 2023. I can't remember if they said we were or not, but I, uh, I think 2024 probably. I probably, yeah. I have a hard time believing they'll release both of them this year. I'd say I'm holiday of 24 next year. Yeah. I don't know if it <clears throat> will be that late. Because I think uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake came out in, like, January or February. So they might try to hold the same kind of cadence, like, first half sort of thing. It took me, if I remember correctly, it took me 50 hours to beat Final Fantasy VII Remake. 50? So, yeah. Does it start slowing down? Um... Like, I don't know. There's no way I even have half that amount in. I probably have like nine hours in it. I'm on chapter eight. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But it took me a long time to beat it. So I'll be curious to see how long it takes you. I mean, I can go back and look at my save, but I'm pretty sure it was. Were you under leveled? Like- is that what happened? You had to go, like, do some stuff? No. Hmm. No, I actually was totally fine until the final boss battle. Mm-hmm. So I I don't really remember, but I'm pretty sure my time clock was, like, 40 or 50 hours for that game. I just, yeah, I just defeated the uh, the Airbuster. What is, what is that thing? Uh, 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 Mako 5 or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. What's it called? Um, the something buster, air buster. I think. I know. I know what you're talking about. Have you, have you gotten uh, Aerith yet? No. So you're right at that point. Okay. So you did you did you so you finished that fight? I just finished. Were that. you like fall through the church? That's I'm at the church right now. The beginning of the okay. church scene. Yeah. Yeah, so there's still a lot in that game. Wow, because that's chapter um, eight, and you said there's 18 chapters. I didn't say anything. I don't know where you got 18 chapters from. Man, I looked it up. So, I think it has 18 chapters. May, I mean, there might be. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just I don't rem- I don't know how many chapters are in the game. I don't remember. <laughs> so it wasn't me that told you that. <laughs> yeah, he's waving, waving all, uh, absolving himself from from this. How many chapters is Final Fantasy VII Remake? I gotta look this up. Okay, so it says, it says how long to beat says Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, it says main story thirty three hours, main plus sides. There's not a ton of side missions though. So far, there's you haven't gotten. There, it opens up a little bit once you get to like, um, oh, what the fuck is that town called? I don't know. It doesn't there's matter. like a, there's like there's it there it does open up and there are side missions and things like that. So yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's great. Like I said, it, this has main plus sides forty one and a half. Okay, so that kind of makes sense because I didn't do all the side missions, but I did do quite a few of well, them. Well going so. by that then I'm probably around a quarter of the way through the game then already. In a in a day. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. Well I mean I'm glad I'm glad you like it because it's 
It's really good. Yeah, it's and so good. I really want to play um, Intergrade, but I don't know if I want to do it now or if I want to do it. I mean, I guess maybe if you're playing it, maybe I should just do it now so we could talk about it. But mm-hmm. um, I was thinking about waiting until a little bit closer to the the next game, but yeah. I don't see any reason why I guess I couldn't do it now. Well, eh, you think um, about it. Think about it. What, uh, what are you playing, yeah. Jake? Um, I haven't played hard. I've maybe since last podcast, maybe played three hours Mm -hmm. and that was all in, um, Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. So I'm getting to the point where I just kind of want to be done with this game. Um, I do like what's going on. The problem is, is that I'm, I have this problem with these types of games where I get, I get stuck in the like you know games where they're like open world and there's like a map and you have there are like these outposts where if you get one it opens more of the map and you get one and it opens more of the map and you get one and it opens more of the map and I'm like if those are on the screen I have to clear all of them before I do anything else yeah you got an obligation like I have to get the map completely opened up before I move on to the next story mission so it's like an OCD just, thing, yeah. Yeah, I don't even do all the side missions, but for whatever reason, that like particular mechanic in games where it's like a a a like outpost or something opens the map more. Like I, this is a big thing in like Dying Light and Far Cry and stuff. It's like if there are some of those on the screen, I do them first to open everything up. Once all those are gone, then I start working on five or main missions and stuff. And yesterday I just started jumping back into main missions after spending like two days clearing these fucking outposts. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I Like I said last week, it's one of those things where I'm not sure if I'm going to finish it. I still don't know if I'm going to finish it. I might just bump the difficulty down to like the easiest difficulty and just just run a train through the rest of the game yeah, just, just so I can it. get done with it. Because yeah. I do want to finish it, but I don't really want to like spend a lot of time with it so because there are some mechanics about it that um about the combat that are frustrating like i'm 15 hours into the game and i just had to spend a bunch of like skill points to unlock a dodge mechanic which to me is like that should have just been an ability from the beginning like, I would have had so much more fun with the combat if from the beginning I could just dodge certain attacks. Um, but, I, you know, I, I don't know. I digress. It's it's still – I still like it. I It's not that I dislike it. I still enjoy a lot of what I'm playing. It's just that I would say this game is like a solid – I don't know. If we're using like a traditional scale, maybe like a solid 8 um, so it's not our 7.5. So it's not like bad. It's a good game. I'm enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, Nate's really good. But um, but I'm just oh, ready so to move on to something else. I've been kind of anxious about – I was actually – it's funny we were talking about Final Fantasy because I was thinking about um, starting one of the Pixel remasters. Mm. I was thinking about starting Final Fantasy IV because I've never played that one and it's widely considered one of the best up there with six and seven. So I was thinking about starting Final Fantasy IV. Which one's with the that Pixel one? Remaster that just came out. What do you mean? 
What what one is the one that I played that I always get confused about? Five? I don't know. What's the War of the Lions? What one's that one? That's Final Fantasy Tactics. That's not a mainline Final Fantasy game. All right. Fuck, I hate how they do that. I still don't even know what I've played Final Fantasy-wise. There's like... But they're on fucking 16 coming up. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on. X, yeah. X2, Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, Reborn, War of the Lions. And it's not War of the Lions, it's Tactics. And it's like, God, just stop. Just just name them Name them something. Oh, well, they're just Integrate 7. The... 7 Remake. Like, <laughs> come on. I don't know. Pixel it's very, it's, very ja- it's very Japanese, but yeah, I don't know. Final Fantasy, I played 6. I really liked it. Um, but I really wanted to of of the one through six that are being released as part of that set. Four is the one that I really want to play because I've never played it before. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I'm I uh, I'd be curious to see. So they're saying this. How long to beat is saying main plus extras for Intergrade is uh, like five to seven hours. Mm. So maybe I'll. I might just do that real just quick. Just do it. Um, the problem is I got to fucking remember how to play that game. But uh, I I really enjoyed it. But yeah, I don't know. That's really all I have as far as games that I'm playing. Yeah. So we can probably move on. Yeah. I don't really got much to say. Yeah, we'll move on to listener feedback. And uh, every show you can write in and uh, you can leave comments on our YouTube channel. You can uh, send us. The old email to psisawesome.gmail.com. If you're a patron, um, you can write us on Patreon and uh, leave a little blurb on the post that we put up there. Or just write us. You can do it that way, too. And uh, Played by Ken writes, and he says, it's a comment. We were talking about VR and what Sony could do in our last episode to, to kind of bolster VR. You know, what, what can they do? Um, what needs to be done here? And uh, Playboy Ken comments. He says, it's really hard to see much of a future for VR outside of niche interests, groups such as racing, flight sims, if even the PSVR 2 is struggling with user uptake or ongoing interest. Personally, it's just too much messing around to play a game. And if I want to race slash fly in VR, it would be on a PC. And then he says, yet to see... Yet to see a must-buy next-gen game to convince me to buy a PS5 in the first place, let alone something to make me throw down another 500 bucks on top for VR. Maybe I've just fallen out with modern gaming. Emoji. Um, and I tell him kind of my thoughts as well. Like, we haven't had... For VR, like, I, I love it. But if I'm being honest, I don't put the headset on as much as I wished I would have. Uh it's been just sitting there and it's they've made it easier to fucking use like what's holding me back here what is it is it is it that i'm just not you know am am i just not enjoying the 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 content that's being released i think moss is great i have one level of moss moss book two sorry i gotta beat i gotta beat that and then the kayak thing was really awesome i've only played it twice though it was awesome only played it twice and uh I'm sure Pistol Whip's great, and I'm sure Saints and Sinners is fantastic, and I'm sure the Star Wars game is good enough, and Thumper uh, on the new VR2 is probably amazing, and it's just like, why do I not gravitate to these titles? Like, what is it? I think I just want, like, a full-on experience. Resident Evil uh, Village was just too damn scary for me. 
I didn't think that that was going to happen, but it it happened. And maybe I should jump back in, honestly. Um, I I do need to do that, but it was really, really scary. I did seven, no problem. But eight, there's just something about that one. And and it might be just the more immersiveness. We've talked about that already. Um, But as far as uh, actual next-gen games on PS5, have we gotten any that are exclusive to the PS5, Sony IPs, that are going to be a system seller? Ragnarok was was four and five, was it not? Horizon was four uh, and five. Yeah, PS4. And I PS4. mean, there hasn't been any major releases that are PS5 only. I mean, the closest right. thing. I mean, Returnal was Ratchet and Clank was. Yeah, I think yes. Ratchet and Clank was a Rift Apart. Yeah, I think that game was um, great. Not talked about enough. It was a great game. The 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 DLC for Horizon is going to be PS5 only. Yeah. So there is that, mm. but that's not a full game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know really if there's been anything like that. So, I mean, I don't know that it's just necessarily a VR issue so much as that... Um, I don't know. I don't... I think people... VR is never going to be this, like... 100 million console seller. It's just not. Like, not until it is literally, like, jacking in and you're fucking there. Yeah. It's And it's so easy that you don't have to, like, get a fucking chair and put it in the middle of your room and put a fucking headset on and move your coffee table they just and all need, this crap. Like, they don't need... I think when VR no longer has controllers... <laughs> Is when it will be there. That would certainly help. I don't think it's ever going to sell a console. But I think what what is the issue with VR2 right now? Because it sounds like, Jake, you haven't really played much on yours either. And it's just like, what what is the what is the thing? We both love video games. We both enjoyed our experiences with VR2 so far. But why are we not using it as much? Like, my, my problem right now is time. It's mm. not because I don't mm. want to play it. I, I haven't had time even to sit on the couch and play a video game for 20 minutes, let alone, you know, fish out my VR headset and move my furniture around and stuff. So if I, if I had more time, I would probably play my VR more. I just haven't been able to. So I think you're touching on it right there. I think that's what it is for me too. I, it's energy and time because it, it takes a little bit more out of you to play it. Not because of the setting up factor. It's just, just way more immersive. It's, it's more of an experience. And uh, if you work all day and you come home and then by the time you eat dinner and you're, you know, you've done the shit around the house that you needed to do that maybe got neglected or that you were planning on doing. And then, you know, by the time you fucking sit down, it's six thirty, seven o'clock. And then it's like, do you want to immerse yourself in this world for the rest of your day, I mean, if you're me, you're going, you're like ready to go to sleep by like nine thirty, and it's like I don't know. And then the weekends, you know, I'm always gigging, and we got this stuff going on. Yeah, I think it's time, dude. I think time is the correct answer. I give you credit credit for that. I think that's what it is. I don't think it's anything wrong with the unit or the content. Maybe at this point, I just think that it's having the uh, expendable time to enjoy it the way it's meant to be enjoyed. It's also possible that like the first VR was it was the first of its kind. Mm. So the wow factor was there. Yeah. Now it's like 
that's not really a thing anymore. Mm. This is like people have played the Quest, they've played the PSVR one, you know. So they're not selling units with Wow Factor really anymore. Um, and I think that's something that was a little bit underestimated in terms of the the expectations of the sales of the new console. So. I don't know. I, I think it's probably going to be okay. I think they just need to start getting more games out and and uh, really just give people a reason to put the put the headset on. Well, Honestly, if I could just sit on my couch and put this headset on, and that would make a big difference. But you can't. You either have to be like standing in the middle of a room or you have to set up a chair with nothing around you because the barrier gets in the way and mm. all this stuff. So there, there is still like an active – I understand that VR is inherently active, mm-hmm. but um, you can't play VR passively, which I think is a big problem. If they can find yeah. a way to solve that riddle, at least in some capacity, obviously certain games aren't going to work that way. But – if you can find games or make experiences where you could just kind of be chill, Tumper, but like be in VR. Yeah, I mean that's a great example. But like, if you remember on, on PSVR effect. one, it was like, okay, I just want to sit here and I want to play Thumper. Mm-hmm. But no, I can't just sit on my couch. I got to fucking set everything up. I got to be in view of the PlayStation camera. Yeah. I got to like do all these things, and it's like that's not really conducive to. You know, I have to really want to play in order to do all of that. Right, and most and times so, you're probably too tired to, to have that want because you've been fucking busy all day and you just want to sit and do nothing. Like when I have, I mean, it's not even that's yeah, me, even, dude. I just want to sit and do nothing. When when I'm done with all the shit I got to do for the day, you know, I've maybe booked something or I've done this or I've done something around the house or I've worked all day and then I've ran my errands and I've, you know, I just want to fuck feet up dude and it's so much easier to put my feet up just hold a controller and look at a screen and it's less engaging and then like turning it off as soon as i turn it off i can just go to youtube or i can go to like netflix like with the vr headset it's like now i gotta take it i gotta take it off my head i gotta put it away i gotta make sure the coil doesn't like get wrapped wrong i gotta make sure the controllers are charged for next time and it's like yeah there is a little bit more of that too i don't know man well play by ken responded to my response and he says, man, as far as like system sellers, he says Returnal does look really fantastic, but he struggles to stay engaged with roguelike games. And I'm kind of with you, obviously, because now I'm like gravitating towards Final Fantasy VII Remake. And then he also goes on to say that uh, it's going to take something like a Final Fantasy 16 or a Grand Theft Auto 6 to put me into the PS5 generation. Um, none of these cross-generation games have tempted me enough yet. And then he writes, uh, but yeah, when, I, when I think through VR... And look at what what's available. I'm just not sold. It's amazing technology, but I just can't see myself being interested enough to find a place to store it in my living room and then pull it all out and put it on each and every time for any of these games. That could just be me getting older and more fussy about what what I put effort into. Um, and I and I I don't think that he's too far off on on maybe you know. And and I think the problem is is a lot of the people who can afford the the cost are typically older gamers. I don't I don't mean to paint with a broad brush, but I mean like people who are maybe a little more financially stable, who maybe have 
you know, nine to fives or a consistent job or you have some sort of steady income and, you, and you've budgeted and stuff, it's those are the folks that are going to be able to pull the trigger sooner, I would imagine, unless you're getting the VR headset as a gift or something. And uh, yeah, and it's those very people, that demographic, uh, like you and I, Jake, that are, they get tired a little earlier or like have other responsibilities. You know what I mean? So maybe that's, that's baking into this mix, man. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thing to think about for sure, but um, we can move on to the next comment or you can say anything you'd like to say after that. It's up to you. Uh, The only thing that I will just kind of touch on that I think people who don't have a PS5 I don't want to say they don't think about this, and this might be me over uh, overestimating the worth of such things. But for me, the PlayStation 5, I don't give a shit if every single game is exactly the same. The problem is that the PS5 just plays all of these games so much better than the PS4. Yeah, that is true. Like, if you've gotten – so just to throw this out there, if you've – literally every single game on PS5, with few exceptions, runs at 60 frames. And if you've gotten used to playing that way, booting up a game on your PS4 in 30 frames literally feels like you're having a stroke. It's so literally. (laughs) I'm not even – dude, I'm not kidding. Like, it, it, like, fucking hurts your – like, your eyes, like – have you – I mean I know you do dumb shit like play Horizon and Fidelity. I just played Life is crap, Strange like, in 30. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that game is a little bit easier to deal with because it's more cinematic and it's not like an action game. <laughs> right. That's but like if you're it. you know, running around like playing an action game or whatever, and I, I don't know. Bit of a digression. But it's something to think about if you care about performance at all and you know, you're interested in – the higher frame rates and the higher fidelity and everything. I mean, that alone is worth the upgrade for some people, even if it may not have games that are exclusive. Yeah, just the responsiveness of the PS5 as compared to the PS4, the way the store loads so fast. Like, it's it's all... Yeah. It's like, Even the system menu, like picking your games and stuff, it all is so much faster. And it must – So much more high definition. Yeah, and it must do th- do something to your internet connection when you're downloading games. It like sends some sort of message to your modem or something to be like fucking open it wide up because we need to download this fast. Like I've noticed that like anytime I download a game on my PS5 and I try to use any other internet in my house, everything else goes like – I don't know. So much slower. And but the game like the like the twenty five gig game is downloaded in like half an hour, like twenty minutes or something. And I'm like, okay, well, I can I can concede to that. Um so like that, that this is a pro tip, at least at my house. Like if you uh are downloading a game, make sure you're not doing a podcast at the same time. Well, there are I don't know how your stuff is set up, but mm-hmm. like I actually, with my home Wi-Fi, have the ability to prioritize devices. Yeah. So like I have my PS5 and like my PC that we do the podcast and stuff on. All that shit is high priority. So if Sarah's trying to watch fucking whatever on her iPad, 
it's going to have a lower internet priority than right, like it's my not going to five or screw up your stuff. PC. But I don't know. But yeah, it's a big it, digression. It's a digression. So um, all I'm throwing yeah. out there to played by Ken and other people is that <laughs> is that you get more. It's more than just the games that you get with the console. If that's not worth it to you, that's totally fine. There's a ton of people out there that are totally fine with playing their games at 30 hertz. Oh yeah, for they don't sure. mind. The, the lower fidelity and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't need to be 4K for them. Maybe you don't even have a 4K TV. That's totally fine. I'm just saying that for that for some people, like me specifically, just the performance boost is worth it for me to own this console, mm-hmm. let alone, you know, the promise, I guess, of games to come. So, and the, obviously I have a PSVR too, so that is beneficial, but yeah, we've already talked about well, dude, how much we play. I it. get the feeling played by Ken is a straight up PC guy for the most part, gamer, and that's cool. I'm good with that. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, hang on, man, hang on as long as you need to to the PS4. I'm sure you're going to make that transition eventually. But uh, one black talent writes in about my Returnal video, and he just goes, "Man, upload as many as these vi- as many videos you can for Returnal. I'll watch all of them." <laughs> I, I yeah, um, very good. I just told him I didn't have a lot. Dude, of- I should have uploaded some. I should have uploaded some. My dude, I had. I put a lot of hours into Returnal. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that game. And if it wasn't for the fact that I knew there'd be such a learning curve for me to get back into it, yeah. I'd probably play it some more. Yeah. You do like you have to like. I'm sorry, but Returnal is definitely one of those get good games. Like you can't oh, just yeah. like. You can't fudge your way through it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no easy mode. There's no lucky so, way through. Yeah. And um, you kind of have to learn how the game works because it doesn't hold your hand. Like, I had to tell you about the astronaut thing because you didn't know anything about that. Right. And and I only knew that because I fucking Googled, like, returnal strategies. Mm. And one of the one of the articles that I came across was like these are what all the fucking weird ass trinkets are mm-hmm. that you find that have no description in them. Yeah, and it's like okay, the astronaut figure is an extra life. Yeah, it's like oh well, fuck. If I'd known that, I'd be picking all of them up. Yeah, if you could find them, you don't can't always get yeah. them. But like yeah, that's, that's the other thing. In in yeah, but uh, one black talent writes in and he just says that um, you know he would listen to YouTubers play in the first biome while he was at work and then. Um, a lot of the YouTubers wouldn't take note of the tutorials, which makes the game way more difficult than it needs to be. And that's a very salient point. And then he said he was glad that you got to help me out a little bit. And then he did advise it might be worth my time to watch a walkthrough of the first biome to make sure I have an understanding of how the play mechanics work. And that's not bad advice. I, I did get through the first biome uh, independently, but with Jake's help a little bit with the with the astronaut guy. Um but yeah, it's 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 one of those things where uh, I almost didn't need the astronaut by the time I got to Frike. Um but I did. Uh, Frike did kill me in its third iteration, and he had like maybe twenty five percent health left. And then I got boondoggled somehow. And then I was like, ah, oh, fuck! And then I realized I had the astronaut, and I came back, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be a slaying now. I got you, dude. And I did. I tore Frike apart. Um, it felt so good to beat beat that boss and get get the crimson key and get into that next biome and see how open it looks and how they're doing the the levels. It's so interesting. So, yeah, man, I'm glad to be playing Returnal and I will get back to it after Final Fantasy VII remake. 
Um, and uh, it sounds like you're, you, after you get through Elder, Elden Ring, One Black Talon, you're going to hop back in there. Maybe we'll be jumping back into Returnal around the same time. Um, and uh, he wanted us to talk extensively about Returnal this episode. And uh, we're talking a bit about it, man. Um, but, yeah, it, it is a fantastic, fantastic game. And, uh, man, maybe not praised enough. I don't, I don't know if it is or not. I don't, I don't know if it has like some sort of devout following or if it's just generally avoided because of the the difficulty and people are scared to play it. And and like this is probably as close to a Souls style game that I'll probably ever get. Um, I'm not interested in the Dark Souls, Demon Souls, the the fucking Neo game, and and whatever the other one was. I, I'm just not into that. Elden Elden Rings when you're playing. Um, I'm not. I'm not into that. Uh, it, it, but maybe I am. But I. I really am a sucker for uh, sci-fi, like outer space shit. Like I love the alien yeah. stuff, and I love the space marine shit. So like this is like that was enough to get me to take the step, and uh, I do like it. But uh, I. I don't know that I'll go as far into the roguelikes. Um those games but let's get into the news jake can we just jump in let's just jump right in Dude, i will say yeah, go ahead. i'm just giving you forewarning you the third boss is the one that people fucking hate yeah and there are only five there's six biomes but there's only five bosses only one of the biomes doesn't have a boss oh nice um which is kind of weird but uh i'm i'm guessing the third biome doesn't have a boss Third biome does. It's the fifth that doesn't. The last one. No, there's six biomes. The second to last doesn't have a boss. Yeah. Spoiler. Which is weird, but uh, dude, that third dude. If you can just get through the third biome, the rest of the game is probably going to be pretty easy for you. That third, like getting through one through the first half of the game, and honestly, I love the little story moments. Like where you actually go back to the house. Mm. Like, have you done any of that? Yeah, stuff? I've gone to the house where twice. You go back now. to the house. I've been in the house twice. So, like every time you beat a like a beat a boss or there's a major event, like that house shows up again, mm. and you can go back inside of it, and like another thing happens, yeah. and it's like it's awesome because it's vague and it's weird, and you don't know like what's real and what's happening. Like it's very cool. It's a chance to cool but, down, also. Yeah, I mean, we can. We don't. Have to, I could fucking talk about Returnal is so awesome. Well, as I get, boss is my favorite. The what I'm one? I'm gonna tell you about him because if you get him, he's so good. What boss? The fourth boss. Yeah. Oh, I'll get to him. He's just so cool. It's gonna happen. Just not right the second. So uh, we'll, we'll bring the Returnal talk back down the road. Um, let's get into the news. Every every episode we talk about some of the oh geez some of the most recent news. What just happened? I lost the tip of my pen somewhere, man. Do I have ink all over my face? Where did it go? The tip of my pen. Oh, it's back. It must have got stuck in the lid, dude. You ever do that where you take a lid off and then the tip of this is like that fine point Sharpie? I was like, dude, is it all over my jeans or something? No, somehow the, the tip came off. That's weird. Just the tip, man. Um, the uh, Every episode, we talk about the news. And uh, there's not necessarily all the news points, but it's news points that I thought were relatively uh, interesting enough to talk about on the show. So we're going to dive right into that right now. The first news point is we had a state of play that just came out of nowhere on April 16th, and it was like 20-plus 
30 plus minutes of Final Fantasy 17, 16. And uh, it looks great. Did you watch any of it, this? It, I watched it. Yeah, it looks so good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's just this game is awesome. They said like the pre-sales for this just went through the roof. Yeah, it it does. It really does look so good. I mean, I don't know if I can play like Intergrade and Final Fantasy 4 and Final Fantasy 16 like all in the same year, but maybe I can. I don't know. But fucking <laughs> it looks so good. I I'm excited. I I I was resistant to the action combat at first. Yeah. But um I don't know, I'm kind of in now. Like it's it's probably going to be awesome. They made Give a point in this trailer cool. to say it was not going to be turn-based. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see, we'll see, man. But for the listeners who didn't know that this happened, it did. It came out. And there's also some Street Fighter shit that they showed. I didn't put any of that in the news. But if you want to watch it, go check it out. It was like a 30, 25 to 30 minute long video. And this game just looks beautiful. And they did a great job presenting it. And uh, I'm all in. I'm all in on this, especially since I'm in on 7 Remake right now. It just makes me want to like dive into more of this kind of shit. Um, anyways, let's get into the next one. Jake, there are rumors abound. There are rumors abound uh, regarding Persona 3 and how apparently Atlas is working on a remake of this game. Not a remaster, a remake, which means they're going to redo it from the ground up. And uh, it's not 100% confirmed, but it's all but confirmed. Now, here's the thing with me. The listeners may know, you might not know. I have yet to play through any Persona games, um, despite the overwhelming adoration that the franchise gets. Uh, it's it's definitely a um, it's you call it like a, a hole in my gaming experience or whatever. Uh, there's there's this there's just you know all these games that Fred has played, and then you get to Persona Four, and I started that game. But I made it maybe two hours in, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, this isn't for me. And I didn't play it anymore. But Which one did you start? Persona 4, I believe. Golden. Mm. It's too bad. I don't think you gave it enough time. That's what everybody so says. I don't know. Yeah, it's it, it sucks when you, like, I really hate those times when people are like, oh, it gets better after, like, fucking 40 hours. Fuck it's man. like, okay. Like... I hate that, but I honestly feel like Persona 4 is one of those games where it's like, just get a few hours into it. Like, wait until you get through, like, the first full dungeon and all of that, because it, it does, really, the story gets wild. But I'm excited that they're remaking 3, assuming this the rumors are true, because I always wanted to play 3, but I have always been turned off by the dungeon, the, um, the Tartarus fucking building mm. uh, and if they remake it and it's more like the dungeons because that was like the big improvement in persona 5 was the dungeons so if they can remake persona 3 and have the dungeons and the combat be as awesome as it is in persona 5 i am all about it because i've heard the story of 3 is fucking awesome just like it is in 4 and 5 so uh that's really cool. I, I'm I'm excited about that for sure. Yeah, yeah. So 
I don't know. If the listeners can convince me to play a Persona game, I might try it. I, I just don't – I don't know, man. You guys, it's not on you to make me want to play it. But if enough people tell me – I mean I know that there are people outside of our, our little circle of, of listeners that that swear up and down Persona 4 and Persona 5 are like the best games of that kind or whatever that means. But my brothers loves yeah, them. If Honestly, if, if you were going to play one, it's probably 5 because you can play it now for free with PS Plus. Okay. So – but the only thing that sucks about five is that it's like it's like literally 120 hours long. Dude, I don't have so, that kind of time. That's that's the thing that sucks about it. But it is very good. Like you get kind of invested in the story and the characters and building the relationships. I mean, maybe you won't. It's not for everyone. But um, I've played through it twice. And my second playthrough on New Game Plus with all the advantages, I st- it still took me ninety hours. Oh, that's fucking ridiculous, man. So, and and they came and after that they came out with that Persona Five Royal Edition mm-hmm. that has like the extra content, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I just can't. I want to play it, but I can't bring myself to do it because just to play the extra content, it's it's I got to play another fucking ninety hours of this game, and it's like I don't know, man. I mean, I could probably do it because I love the game, but. Mm. I asked someone who's a big Persona fan, I was like, is it worth it for me to replay it for this content? He was like, not really. Like, unless you're, like, adamant on getting the 100% experience. Right. But, uh, yeah, huge Persona fan, especially from 4 and 5. I I think 4 has a way better story than 5, but um, the, the dungeons are less fun, and it is on Vita. So... But I guess it is on PS4 now. This is Jake thinking out loud. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Four is a lot shorter though. Four is like thirty or forty hours long. Oh, okay. So it's not it's not too it's not too awful. And the dungeons aren't really bad. I just got tired of the the loop. Um, well, I know when four like came the, out, people couldn't stop talking about it. Like this is the best game it's, ever. It's really good, but but not yeah. But I don't know. But I will say. Okay. I'm really interested. What I've heard of the story of three has me super interested because from what I understand, it's like way sadder, way darker than the other two stories. And I'm really interested in it. Yeah. I just, whenever I was reading and watching stuff about like the combat system and the dungeon system, I was like, I don't fucking know about this. Yeah. I'll wait till they remake it. Yeah. And it sounds like they might be. And if they are, I'm all in. Yeah. Well, let's talk about one more rumor, something we don't normally do on the show. Um, but this is picking up a ton of steam, and uh, apparently Sony is working on a dedicated handheld device specifically to utilize remote play. I, I mean, we have the backbone and a phone, right? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, is this – how do you feel about this? Like, I, I'll tell you how I feel. I just feel like – they they they're doing the PS5 right. Uh, they did the DualSense Edge, boom. That's like the super fancy controller. We can't buy the 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 controllers for the VR headset independently yet. They released the VR2. They are also uh, we have the new headset that came with the PS5 right. The the whatever that was they they came, the Pulse whatever Pulse Edge or whatever it's called. And then they they also. Uh, are reportedly working on a PS5 Slim 
that's that's supposed to be or PS5 Pro maybe that's supposed to be coming out in 2024. And now this rumor comes out that they're working on a, a dedicated handheld for remote play. Let me just say that I don't think many people use remote play on PS5. Um, I, I just don't know who this is for. Because if you have to be connected to Wi-Fi, you might as well just fucking play on your TV. Like, are you going to take it to work? Like, I, I don't know. Like, you're going to play it at Subway? You're gonna play a PS5 game. I'm, I'm sure like it'll work okay. Is this just for the? Is this to help? My guess is that this is to help push PS Plus Premium subscribers so they can stream these games a different way. I think it's a bad call. I think I think what they need to do is take this effort and put it into VR two. <laughs> if they can convince me that the streaming is good enough. All I can say is that this thing literally be let better be less than a hundred dollars. If it's like, if it's like two or three hundred bucks, just just you might as well just put them all out to pasture because nobody's gonna fucking buy it. Who's it for? But like, who's who'd want this? But if it's a hundred dollars and it's got a you know like maybe like a five inch screen on it or a six inch screen on it, and I can and I can. And because it's built for the PS5, there's super low latency Dude. through your network. I I could see myself maybe wanting one to like play shit in bed or something. But here's the thing: you can remote play. I don't know that it's worth. Dude, it. Dude, here's the thing, and I just had this thought: you can remote play and not be at your house. You can use anyone's Wi-Fi, right? As long as the connection is good enough, you can use it. And what you can also do is use your mobile phone as a hotspot. Um. How did I do this? You can use your mobile. What did I? What the fuck did I do? I think I took my Vita to work one day to see if it could work on my break or on lunch, and I used my phone, which has unlimited internet access, as a hotspot, and used that connection and connected my Vita to my phone. It was some weird piggyback shit that I did, and ultimately it was just like your connection's not good enough. But I think you probably could figure out a way to do this. But here's the thing. If if Sony's making it, you know we're going to have adaptive triggers on this fucking thing. You know there's going to be some sort of rumble thing. You know there's going to be some sort of touch device thing. And then it's going to be like $400 fucking dollars. Like they they can't not go all out when they make some shit. So like it's going to be bells and whistles that nobody even wants. And it's going to be a million dollars. That's my thought. And you can take it. Yeah, you're probably right, but I don't know, man. I mean, the remote play in your own house on your own Wi-Fi is pretty good, especially if your PS5 is is wired into your network. Yeah. And it's not – the PS5 itself isn't Wi-Fi. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I said, if this thing isn't cheap as fuck – why would I not just buy a backbone for eighty bucks or a hundred bucks? You know, like there's no reason. I, I I literally on every I know this is maybe controversial. Every single game I play, I turn off adaptive triggers. So it's like that kind of shit I don't care about. The rumble is a different story. I'd be into the rumble. But like if I'm playing in bed, I don't really want all that stuff. You know, I just want to like dick around in my game and usually it's like some game where i'm just 
poking around. It's not going to be like fucking Destiny or something. So I, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see, I suppose. Tom will tell. Tom will tell the story of what happens with this and if this is even true, this rumor. But it, it's it's got a lot of uh, momentum, this rumor. And uh, I think Amatu reported on it and some other people. So, I, I mean, I, I really think it's it's going to be... It's going to be a thing. Um, I'm not interested at all unless they can find a way that I can play PlayStation games at work through a shitty cell connection. And they're not going to be able to do that. You know what I mean? It's not impossible. It's not possible. All right. Next news point uh, is Media Molecule, the studio behind Little Big Planet, and most recently Dreams, which is such an ambitious project. Um, they've announced they're going to stop updating Dreams. And uh, the company put on their website that effective September 1st, 2023, they're no longer going to be supporting Dreams as a live service title. And this is not to cause any alarm because the game isn't going offline. They're not taking it down. Uh, they're just not going to offer in-game events or update the title any longer. Um, it's going to be pretty much just handed over to the creator base and the user base to just run with and stay creative with it however they want. Um, I I don't even understand. I, 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 part of me feels like I really missed out on Dreams. But then part of me is like it looks like it's not my thing. Like I had an idea that making like a music video for one of my songs in Dreams would have been fucking awesome. But then I was like, I'm not, I'm not like a developer. Like I don't know how I could have done that. But like it could have been really cool. Um, you know, just do it in dreams and record it, and then just fucking put it up on YouTube and be like, here's my new music video made in dreams, and then get some like fucking momentum that way, which would be kind of interesting. But I, 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 I just don't know. Again, the, it's such an, a niche like game. But some of the some of the developer made content that they'd released afterwards looked really awesome, looked really cool, and I was like, "Are we missing out on something with Dreams?" I don't know anyone who plays this game that talks about it. There could be like this crazy undertow going on in the community, and it's just like fucking rad. And they're just like, if "They don't want to buy the game and play it. Fuck them. This is the most amazing shit." Have you even played in Dreams at all? Have you done anything with this game? No, um, and honestly, I it makes me mad just thinking about this title because they really screwed the pooch here. They took so Media Molecule took so fucking long to make this game. I mean, it took them ten years to make it, and maybe even longer. And then they like half-ass released it mm -hmm. and they didn't release it with an actual game included so there it was just literally tools creator content yeah right you just and then make shit they don't have you don't have the ability to actually publish the games that you make on there you can't like sell any content that you make on there you have to own dreams to play anything that was made on there so it's like who fucking cares? I'll just go like literally download Unity for free on my computer, make a game on that, export it for PlayStation, and fucking sell it on PS5. 
why would I even bother with dreams? Which is like, I got to use a controller to build a video game. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. And you know what you'll name it? Haircut simulator. <laughs> It'll just be like a game where you fucking cut hair. Why isn't that a thing? Oh, that'd be so good. I don't know. I like, I really lament what could have been out of media molecule in this time that they have been spending on dreams. Yeah. And to think, you know, this was the studio. They gave us Little Big Planet one and two, which are arguably some of the best modern platformers ever made. Fantastic game. And you know, I what I about Sackboy Big Adventure? They didn't do that, right? No, they didn't do that. So they didn't do Little Big Planet three. They didn't do Little Big Planet Vita. I think Little Big Planet Vita is is very good. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, Little Big Planet. Um, Two though was probably is probably considered to be the best one, mm. and they made that. Dude, imagine a little big planet in VR. They could have been that team, but instead they decided to go fucking wave move controllers around for ten years, and now move control. You know, now fucking they had to build another team to do that work, mm. and they did it with Astrobot, which is arguably probably the, the best new mascot. The best VR platformer out. for sure. We better see yeah. an Astrobot full fucking game. Sony, uh, like, why isn't there? Why isn't there a PSVR two patch for Dreams? Imagine if you could like be in VR making these. I thought worlds. you could with VR one. I don't even know. This is how disconnected I am from Dreams, man. It's the messaging, the communication has been so bad about this game. I don't know. I, yeah, it's it's really disappointing. But the sad thing is, is I think there's something really special about dreams. I think there's something really brilliant here, and and it's just going to be lost to the wind. And yeah, my understanding is that it's it's my understanding is that it's amazing, right? But like, it's too late. They they did it wrong. They released it wrong. Everything surrounding the game, the thing other than the thing itself, is wrong. And so this is how you fuck up the release of a good product. Mm. And I don't know. I really don't I don't really know what to say. They they literally wasted, in my opinion, unless they unless they surprise us with something, they wasted ten years on this. Mm. Which is Did they make any money? I I think I think they might have sold like I don't know. I'd be shocked. It was free on the PSN for a while for copies. PlayStation Plus, was it not? I don't know if it was or not. I know you could buy in early access or whatever. <laughs> but it started off like a fucking experiment this game. And they're like, "Hey, we're going to do some shit. We don't know what we're doing. We're not doing a little bit. We're going to fucking make this thing." And they release this trailer where it's like, like drum things going and like this fucking band playing. Like, and people didn't know what it was. And like, okay. And then it was radio silence for years, I think. And then it's like, oh, this beta thing's out, and it was just like, there's no game. And people are like, what is this? And then slowly, people started making stuff, and and you would see like. People recreating some of the most technical shit in dreams of other games, and it looks as good, if not better, than the actual game 
that they were mimicking. And I was like, what the fuck is this thing? And it's like, how, how is the power here? How are they harnessing all this power? How are they doing this? And then it like would disappear. And then you'd see this, some really spooky level that someone made in dreams on, on like a uh, 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 PlayStation website or something. And like, whoa, that's amazing looking. And then like you wouldn't hear anything about dreams for like another six months. And like, what is this thing? And it's just like, I don't, I know what it is. But I mean, how how many people are making good content for it? And why didn't why didn't they wait until they had mini games or levels to just release this thing? I mean, I mean, I know it was so exper- experimental that they needed to test the water and see. I mean, when you're making a developer tool, you got to see who can use it. And when you are a developer yourself, I would imagine that you might start thinking, well, this makes sense to us, but does it make to like sense to like the common layperson, right? Like are they going to be able to use this and like fucking do what we want them to do? Like we know how to do stuff with this. That's why you had all these weird demos of people talking about the game and like how they can make shit in real time and they'd show you and like I don't know, man. I I we don't need to keep talking about it, but I truly feel as a creative mind that I have and like the person that I am that, that I might have missed something a little bit in dreams and I wonder what maybe I could have done or could still do in there with all the assets I'm sure that are available now um, recreate like a scary dream that you had or, or a nightmare and, I, and I'm using that uh, on the nose on purpose but like yeah a music video would have been cool I don't know something could have done something cool in it I don't know it is what it is let's get to the next news point this next one is uh, good news, uh, long-awaited news probably for some. Lord of the Rings Gollum finally has gone gold. Um, the game is apparently available for pre-order at this point by the time you're listening to this. And it is now going to be releasing a day before my birthday on May 25th, 2023, so next month. And the more I see this game, the more it looks like this might be the example of like not rushing a game out the door and them taking the proper time with it. Because it looks good. I think this game's going to come out and be good. I don't really understand it, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's like one of those sleeper games where people are like, oh shit, that game's actually really good. I don't know. Jake? I hope so. I mean, it doesn't necessarily look like something that I care to play, but I hope it's good because it's such a weird concept. I don't know why you would ever want to play as Gollum, but if you know, like, what? how does that gameplay loop work? But, uh, you know, for their sake, I hope it's good. It's 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 good for everybody if, if you know, a good Lord of the Rings game comes out because maybe we can get something else good again, you know, like uh, Shadow of Mordor or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, because we haven't had... We haven't had a good Lord of the Rings game in a while since Shadow of War, probably. And I think even that one was kind of like received in a lackluster way compared to Shadow of Mordor, Mm -hmm. which was the first one. So I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, I I think what they're probably going to do, I mean, one would imagine, and I'm not like well-versed in Lord of the Rings lore or anything or the history of the Tolkien shit and the Samarillion and all that stuff. I don't know much about it. But I would think that there's a story here, and it's going to be a story-driven game. And I I think the story, they could do a lot of things with it, but I, I would imagine that... You know, just as when Frodo has the ring or just as when Bilbo has the ring, um, you know, the Dark Lords want it. And uh, I would imagine that they're coming after Gollum or they're trying to entice him. They're trying to get him because he has the ring. 
And he's probably this confused, decrepit creature. You know, the ring turned him into what he is. Um, and I'm guessing that he is a target of uh, Sauron, and uh, they're trying to locate you. Or, or maybe, maybe, who knows? Who knows what it is? But, I, I mean, why wouldn't they be trying to get it from Gollum if Gollum had it all those years, right? I have no idea, my man. I don't know, man. Maybe he I'm was not just, like a big Tolkien guy, so yeah. I have no uh, idea. It's just, I made the listeners know they can let me know. Anyways, next news point. Uh, that's just my brain going again um, with the lights on. Uh, new games coming to PS Plus Extra. Um, so every, every once in a while, uh, they give us new games. Jake and I, or I think at least I'm an extra member. Jake, are you extra? You are, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're both extra members. We're not premium members. Um, and then uh, uh, – PS no we are X wait what what aren't we PS plus extra essential is the bottom yeah we're we're essential and extra we're not premium I wish you would just call it one two and fucking three right like that would be so much easier what level are you one two or three so much easier um, but the but level two uh, we're getting new games coming in uh, the standouts Doom Eternal Kena Bridge of Spirits Wolfenstein two the uh, the new Colossus Slay the Spire, The Evil Within, and more. But as they always do when they give us new titles, they kind of take some older ones on there and they say no longer available. Um, And that's going to include Marvel Spider-Man, Metro Last Light and 2033 Redux, The Game Virginia, Resident Evil, and a couple others that are decent ones are falling off of the extra list. So, and Jake, how do you know, do you know how this works? If if they're available on PS Plus Extra and you download it and then they pull it from Extra, do you still get the content? No. So if you're in the middle of playing one of these games and they just pull it off the store, you can't go back in and finish your game? Yeah, it's just like Game Pass or any other Dude, sucks. I mean, it's just like Netflix. So it does, but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, the ones that are on Essential, I believe, I mean, I mean don't quote me on this, mm. but mm-hmm. the ones that are on Essential, you have access to forever as long as you have any form of PS Plus. Right. But the ones that are on Extra and Premium, those are like subscription games. So if the if if it's pulled from the service, you don't have access to it anymore. Right. And, to, and to be fair, you still have to be an Extra member to enjoy those games that you got on PS Plus Extra. It's just they don't ever redact them or pull them back. They're essential, but yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, level one. Yeah. <laughs> From this fucking point forward. It's the only way my brain can do it. Uh, it's no wonder. I'm I- actually really shocked that they keep adding Bethesda games to this. I don't know how that's working because Microsoft owns them now. Well. So how are they? How do they keep adding games like Wolfenstein and The Evil Within? I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. I don't have an answer to that. Um, I do talk about The Evil Within around Halloween. If you want to dial back, if you're a new listener, I just played that game recently. Um, next news point is the Suicide Squad got pushed back. We all know it got pushed back, and uh, it got pushed back. Um, after the less than receptive state of play they had for the game. And uh, the new release date is now going to be in February of 2024. 
And uh, the, the company released a tweet that indicated it was specifically going to be February 2nd, 2024. And I'm going to read the quote that, that accompanied this, this uh, communique. And it is, uh, we have made the tough but necessary decision to take the time needed to work on getting the game to be the best quality experience for players. Thank you to our amazing community for the continued support, patience, and understanding. There is much more to share in the months ahead, and we look forward to seeing you in Metropolis next year. Definitely smart move. Yeah, I mean, that might be enough time for them to kind of roll back some of the, the excuse me, the decisions they made. But, I mean, no matter what, they've got egg on their face here, so we'll just have to wait and see what they come out with. Yeah, egg on the face. Next news point, Jake. Let's talk a little bit more about this here. I don't know if you're anything like me, but uh, it's about time PlayStation did something to this. Anytime you would claim a Plus game, like if you're a member of any of their premium services or their subscription services, anytime you claim one of these games and download it um, for free because you're paying for the subscription, uh, you would receive an email to your email address. And it would be, hey, thank you for your purchase. And like, you know, it seems to have been recently addressed and updated by Sony. So these emails aren't going out now. Thank God. And the reason that I say that is that I would like go on these tears and download like the three games and then like, oh, what's on plus essential now? What What's on the, you know, level two? And I would look and I'd be, oh shit, that's on there. And I would just download it. I got this uh, new hard drive thing going for me, this, this new internal SD, uh, whatever, and a uh, solid state drive. And I'm like, all right. And then like, I won't check my email. And then like the next morning, I'll get up and I'll I'll be heading to work and I'll just open my phone and I'll be like, you have like eight new messages from Sony. And it's like, thank you for your purchase. Thank you for your purchase. Thank you for your purchase. I'm like, oh fuck. I'm like, someone hacked my account and they're like using my card or my account to buy tons of shit, you know. And it's like, I never bought these things, but they were sending this and I would always get nervous. That like my account was hacked when I would see like five, six, seven of these messages back to back to back to back to back to back and almost have a heart attack. I'm like, did they charge me for this and they shouldn't have charged me for this? Because they're using the word purchase. Um, Well, they're not sending these out anymore. Does that ever happen to you? Do you get those emails? Did you? Yeah. I mean, every time you you download something from there, even if it's a PS Plus game that you get for free, it's anytime you download anything – from the store, yeah. you get it one of those emails. So it's kind of cool that they're getting rid of that because it is pretty annoying. Yeah, I, I think you still get them when you actually purchase a game outright. Well, you should, but these plus games, well, you shouldn't. You shouldn't yeah. get it for downloading fucking free shit. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's long overdue, man. This I know long. I downloaded it. You don't have to tell me. Right, long overdue. So thank you for the quality of life improvement to the store yet again, Sony. And uh, I can sleep a little easier with the lights on. Um, Let's see here. Next news point is last news point. Blizzard had a very successful beta for Diablo 4. We know it was successful because of the trillions of hours, lifetimes, that people put into playing this fucking thing. Um, We talked about the stats a couple episodes ago. And uh, Blizzard has now notified the public that they are listening and they listed a, a ton of changes that they've made um, based on listener feedback. And 
honestly, this is exactly the purpose of what a beta is for. Um, so I'm happy to hear this. Some of the quality of life improvements, Jake, that we talked about on the show are not on the list. But they did they did update some stuff. Um, and you can go look well, at the good. full list down the road. So that's just good news because I know we kind of shat on some of it a little bit. And, you know, I think other people did too. Yeah. I, and I don't know. I don't expect this game to be the same as the old Diablos. Um, I would just like to see it kind of tightened up for the launch and if that's what they're doing then I will still be interested in playing it even if it isn't exactly what I want out of a Diablo game I'm always gonna probably want to play it just because I enjoy that gameplay loop Touché. I just am bummed by the fact that it's always online and there's all this other shit going mm. on now but who knows maybe I'll get used to it and I'll end up loving it it's, um, it's possible like Destiny is a good example of something of like I don't know half of what the fuck is going on in Destiny anymore with like all the online shit and all the currencies and all this weird crap that's going on, but I still enjoy playing it. So probably be a similar experience here with Diablo 4, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, that's it for the news, guys and girls, ladies and germs. And uh, we're going to move into the new games this week that have been released. And then we're going to tie things off. And uh, it's been a pleasure talking video games and sharing our opinions with everybody who listens to the show but uh let's talk about the new games um april 10th we got chronicles of albion the magic convention for ps5 april 11th process of elimination on ps4 sherlock holmes the awakened ps5 ps4 i always wanted to enjoy sherlock holmes games and i've yet to play any Hmm. they look good but then i don't ever play them April 12th, Emergency Crew on PS4. Hyper 5, PS5, PS4. Murderous Muses on PS5, PS4. Spelunking the Mind Match, PS5. On April 13th, we have quite a few. This list is longer than I thought it was going to be. I'm going to start going a little faster. Arcade Archives, Dig Dug 2, which would be fucking awesome. If you've never played Dig Dug, go fucking play it. It's like the first... uh, um, Steamworld Dig, essentially. Uh, Cannon Dancer, I talked about this last episode. This is that uh, arcade cabinet that kind of disappeared that was like Strider, um, also called mm. Osman. Dogfight, Faircroft's Antiques, The Forbidden Crypt, Rubber Duck Wave Racer, Sable's Grimoire, A Dragon's Treasure, Sokolor, Tape Unveil the Memories of... A Tape Unveil the Memories Hi-Fi Edition, sorry. In April 14th, Eight Doors, Arms Afterlife Adventure, um, alliteration for you. D-Exit, Eternal Matters. Farm Sliders. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Process of Elimination on PS4. And Ultra Pixel Survive on PS5. That does it for the game list. My two standouts, Dig Dug 2 and Cannon Dancer. And maybe Sherlock Holmes. Um, outside of that, I don't know much about any of the other ones. Yeah, the only thing on here that I would probably be in, like, like even a little bit interested in playing would be maybe the Mega Man Network Battle Network Legacy Collection. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just what kind of jumps out to me. But I have heard that, like, even though they're kind of B tier, I have heard that some people really like those Sherlock Holmes games. Yeah. What's there not to like about Sherlock Holmes? I mean, the characters are just fucking awesome. Yeah, 
definitely. And I love a good murder mystery. And I'll tell you what, I just saw a trailer, and then we'll get to the outro. I just saw a trailer um, for uh, a new HBO series. It's like an NCIS thing, or I don't know what it was. No, True Detective, I think. And it was set in like Alaska. And uh, it just looked, Jodie Foster's in it. It just looks awesome. And like the snow's blowing. There's a scene where someone just holding up these red flares. And and then they're talking about like how they went out to, you know, so and so was out like at the last the last sunset before the before the dark hits, and they're like, what what would cause them to go out and celebrate like that? You know, it's like this murder mystery thing, and it's like fucking Jodie Foster's on the force, and she's like working with uh, um, uh, an Alaska a Native Alaskan person, and and who's also on the force, and they're kind of button heads in the trailer, and just every other scene, there's like a fucking cruiser like driving through like just a fucking blizzard with the lights you know and like just the snow whipping around and like it'd be it'd be crazy to be like a detective in alaska in like the eternal dark forever six months of darkness like it's night all the time like you're like on the beat and you're like out there like solving crime all the time like it's just always such a cool idea anyways jake i don't know uh so sherlock holmes murder mystery awesome it sounds interesting uh, who knows if the game's great? It's probably mid-tier, like you said, but probably still worth playing if you're interested in Sherlock. Um, that's it for the show. This is uh, been episode 100 and 200, geez, 272. And uh, I want to thank everybody again personally for, for listening to our podcast and for being a part of this community. I know that you know there hasn't been a whole lot to report on lately and uh we have been diligent in trying to get you episodes every week and we have not broken the streak for a really long time now um episode 272 in the bag as they say and uh jake it's been a pleasure as always to sit and talk video games with you i can't wait to get back into final fantasy 7 remake i have to uh find but find a shower tonight before i do anything else but uh yeah, man. Um, I don't really have anything for the listeners except, uh, you know, summer is coming up. And uh, make sure you guys are still getting outside. Get that get that vitamin D, I believe, mm-hmm. from the sun. Get the serotonin levels up. Enjoy the outdoors while you can. But, eh, probably wouldn't hurt to get a little gaming in in the evening. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We really do appreciate it. Um, please leave comments if you can. And... Uh, Try to get us in 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 an algorithm that does our show a little bit of justice, and uh, you know we we've been at it a long time, and and we do thank you. Um, and uh, if you do want to subscribe to the Patreon, like I've said before, it's it's we don't expect you to, but it is always appreciated if you do. So um, that being said, Jake, is there anything you'd like to say before we sign off for the evening? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm excited for it to get warm. I hate this time of year because we usually have a couple of warm days and then it'll be fucking shitty for a while and then we'll have a couple of warm days and it'll be shitty for a while and it's usually not like consistently nice out until towards the end of May. So um, Sarah and I went on a motorcycle ride on Friday and I was super excited to be out and now I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to do that for – a while again so yeah to see yeah i haven't uh been out yet on the bike my bike is is 
the old rebel is stuck in the garage until they get all their shit out of there at the bathroom. But uh, yeah, I want to get the old uh, yeah the old GoPro charged up. Get out on a ride. Be be really nice. Yeah, maybe I'll go steal steal the parents Harley. Not not this not this week coming up. Maybe the following week. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see how the weather turns out. Yeah, it might. We might still have a couple weeks before we get another nice week like we just had. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's it. It's all she wrote, ladies and germs. So, <clears throat> like Ghostwire Tokyo, Gorn, and Gran Turismo Seven. P.S. Yeah, this is this awesome. Is awesome.